You're listening to the Wordslinger Podcast, episode 134, A Fit Writing Career with Dale Roberts. This episode of the Wordslinger Podcast is brought to you by draft to digital Convert your manuscript, distribute it online, and get support the whole way at drafttodigital.com. It's the Word Slinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand, write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tomlinson, the Word Slinger. Word Slinger. Hey everybody, this is Kevin Thompson, the Wordslinger, a very tired Wordslinger at the moment. <laughs> we have, uh, uh, if you have been following any of the activity um, in uh, from draft to digital uh, from the interwebs in general, uh, some major announcements this past week. We had, uh, first of all, Pronoun kind of dropped a bomb on everybody. Um, the Macmillan-owned distribution uh, aggregator, we'll say, uh, very similar to draft to digital in, in a lot of ways. Um, they actually announced that they are shutting down as of January. I think it's January 15th. Uh, in January, at, at any rate, they're going to be shutting their doors, uh, shutting, shutting down that program at least. I don't think Macmillan's shutting any doors anytime soon, but, um, that's a, uh, that was a big shocker, uh, to a lot of authors. A lot of authors were kind of depending on pronoun um for distribution to google play for example uh but also for their uh, their special sort of grandfather deal they had with amazon which allowed them to uh offer like a bigger royalty uh, uh on uh, books priced at 2.99 etc um th- sad actually I, I i've met justin renard i actually like him quite a bit he was the marketing uh director for he was my counterpart at pronoun um I've met several people who work for the for that division of Macmillan, and uh, they're all really good people. So I'm kind of praying that they they get new opportunities, uh, maybe some great opportunities within Macmillan itself. I know Justin in particular seemed like he was very enamored uh, with working with Macmillan. So I think uh, I'm hoping something really great happens for those guys. Um, and uh, I know there's some, there's been a lot of jokes about dancing on the grave of the company, <laughs> uh, but it's really not like that. You know, draft to digital, we don't really feel um, there's no like competition there. Everybody in this space has a little bit something different to offer, um, which is what I've said frequently uh, all along. And so there's not really competition there. It's 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 interesting to hear people kind of bring that up, but. Honestly, there's room in this world for Smashwords, for draft to digital for companies like Pronoun. Uh, but, you know, Pronoun had a, a business. Well, actually, I was going to say it had a business model. I don't think it had a business model. That's what I think that's what happened. I think ultimately there was no way for the company to make money. Uh, they didn't have a plan for making money with that, that division, that group. Um, and so they were mining it for data. And no one really knows what data, what useful data they could have gotten out of that experience. But, you know, Macmillan, they're smart guys. They probably figured it out. But on the heels of that, that big announcement came on Monday. And then Tuesday, we at draft digital went and announced that we have acquired um, Amazon as a partner for, the, uh, for our distribution channels. So we actually can now distribute books to Amazon. Um, Despite what a lot of people have stated and believe, <laughs> the two had nothing to do with each other. It was, it was purely coincidental. I, I uh, was literally editing um, 
the email, the announcement email in Active Campaign when I heard the news that Pronoun had shut down. So um, it was just a pure coincidence. A very handy one. Um, now, people have asked about Amazon. Uh, you know, there's a whole blog post, which uh, you're welcome to check out. At, uh, it's live right now, the, the live post right now at uh, drafttodigital.com. Uh, just search for you know search search for Amazon in the uh, search bar you'll find it. Um, but the if if it's not there live, but uh, basically you know we we offer them as a distribution channel, but we're not offering any of the things that Pronoun was offering. Uh, it's been an interesting thing to see the reaction from from some authors. Some are just irate that we're not offering <laughs> the seventy uh, percent royalty. One author said. Uh, well, I will do it if you will uh, not just offer the seventy percent, but beat it and give me seventy-five. And I'm like, what do you? What is your nego- What negotiating power do you believe you have here? <laughs> so, I mean, we're doing the best we can to offer uh, some remarkable services. Um, we don't have a grandfather traditional publishing deal with Amazon. We can't get you those kind of things. Uh, but that's you know, we're constantly working and growing that that service among others um there are some advantages to going with us uh i won't go into too much detail about this this isn't the draft to digital show uh as much as people may may believe it is it is kind of it's basically the draft to digital show um but uh just the long and short of this uh if you were an author at pronoun and you're looking for uh a safe harbor uh draft to digital really is going to be your best bet i know i'm biased i will admit to being biased uh, but come on, uh, <laughs> and I'm happy to answer questions. And if you don't go with us, that's fine. Um, there's no, you know, you, you can even still use our free tools and services and go with someone else if you want. That's fine. Uh, that's just how we are. Anyway, in our business, by the way, completely in the black, we're a privately owned company. We, uh, we don't owe anybody any money. We don't have to report to anybody. Uh, we, offer a lot of stuff for free but the way we make our money we have an actual business model and we uh we make our money through distribution so if you don't distribute through us we don't make any money uh, but we have lots of authors who enjoy the perks and benefits of being a part of our service uh and they distribute their books through us and we do pretty well and so and we're not in any danger of going anywhere so that was one of the questions that kind of came up like you know what happens? If pronoun can go under, maybe everyone can go under. Well, no, <laughs> it's not necessarily true. Uh, pronoun actually, I don't think you can think of pronoun as going under. I think they were acquired for uh, in, in basically in the name of innovation and uh, data. Um, McMillan ran the program for a year uh, to to use it to get that data, and now it's run its course. Um, you know, you can only run things as a loss leader for so long unless you're Amazon. You can do it, you know, permanently if you choose. Uh, but that's the way it works. So anyway, those were the big announcements. Uh, and that took almost eight minutes to tell you about. And I hope you were <laughs> I hope you were fascinated by it. Um, lots of things going on. I'm happy to answer questions. Hop on over to, you know, hop into Twitter uh, if you'd like. You can get on Twitter and follow me at Kevin Tomlinson or uh, the show at WordslingerPod. Uh, to, to uh, ask me any questions, send something my way. You can also find me on Facebook. Lots of things going on. I just produced the. Um, I've been. Uh, if you're not following already, if you're not a subscriber already, hop on over to YouTube 
and find the show, uh, Wordslinger Podcast on YouTube. And I believe uh, it's the short link is bit.ly, bit.ly slash Wordslinger Podcast, I believe is the, the link. If that's wrong, you'll find the right one in the uh, show notes. I really should have that in front of me just in case. <laughs> in fact, uh, while I'm chatting, I'll go and uh, take a look and make sure I've got that right. But you, uh, you're going to want to subscribe to that because the video content is kind of cool. Um, I'm planning to roll out some, you know, I'll be rolling out some new things here and there as I go. Uh, that was the correct link, by the way, bit.ly slash wordslinger podcast. That'll take you to the YouTube channel where you can subscribe and uh, click the little bell icon. And it'll let you know when there's new episodes up. The, that, the video portion of the show is a lot more work than, um, <clears throat> than the audio portion. So it's, it's taking me some time to get my feet under me with that. But if you're digging it, um, if you find it useful, please let me know. I want to gauge how well this is doing. Uh, I don't have a ton of subscribers in that channel yet, so spread the word for me, if you will. Just go out and tell people um, we've got, you know, you've got a new resource out there. Um, but that's, you know, it's going okay. I like it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. There's been some suggestions from people who are much more proficient at this than I am, who are doing much better at it than I am. Uh, I'm just starting, but. Um, I'm going to take their advice. A lot of it is going to require more time than I have, so I'm going to have to figure out a way to make it work. So there we go. Uh, at any rate, lots more stuff going on. I'm still working on the wordslingerpodcast.com uh, revamp. Um, at this point, it's just a grueling process of getting all the old content onto the new site, and that's really the hang-up. And it's hundreds and hundreds of episodes, as you know. Each one has to be essentially customized for that that page there it's it's show notes and that sort of thing has to be customized for the uh the new layout it's just taking some time um patreon same thing uh, it's just i don't have the time <laughs> i don't have the time to really jump into especially when i'm uh, doing 100 interviews for draft digital about uh <laughs> amazon and pronoun <laughs> so uh well all right uh so today i'm actually chatting with dale roberts um you're gonna like Dale. I now here's here's some inside information. I actually interviewed him for the show once before, but it was just prior to me switching to the video content um, and doing my interviews on Zoom so that you could get the video side of this. So um, I had his interview. I even had some uh, some some uh, sort of behind the scenes stuff for the uh, Wordslinger uh, after show, which is something you'll you'll hear about as I progress with. Uh, with uh, my Patreon page, um, but it was all audio. And as Dale is a uh, YouTube professional, uh, YouTube content creator, uh, I wanted to make sure that I, I presented him in the best light. So we went back, and he was gracious enough to redo the interview with me, um, and it went in a whole new direction. So the original interview I'm going to use as bonus content somewhere so uh, you're gonna want to stick around and figure out you know find out when uh, that that hits as soon as I get everything kind of settled it will be made available <laughs> I promise you but until then um, you're gonna want to listen in on this interview uh, I think you'll enjoy Dale he's a great character he's a great guy very smart he's got his stuff together and uh, I'm, I'm really kind of glad to watch what's happening with uh, his YouTube channel and the the work he's doing. He's a great resource for indie authors. So, and a good friend. He's a good friend of mine now. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying a growing personal relationship with Dale. So I hope you enjoy this interview. Thanks for sticking through this like 12 minute intro. 
And uh, stick around afterwards. We'll do some housekeeping and uh, announcements and that sort of thing. I'll see you on the other side. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Um, okay, this is a rare circumstance because I actually have someone on the show who was technically on the show once before, uh, but only as an audio uh, interview. And since I've switched formats, I wanted to uh, bring him back on because, you know, he, he himself is a uh, YouTube professional at this point. I'm talking to Dale Roberts. He's an author and a YouTube content creator uh, and uh, a growing uh, close personal friend of mine at this point. Uh, probably one of the biggest draft digital fans I've seen online in a while. So... <laughs> It's true. It's true, actually. And uh, thanks for the, the friendship thing, man. I, I almost like slightly wept there. But the question is, since I put together the draft to digital playlist, do I still get my kiss? Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Huh? Right on the lips, man. Right on the lips. <laughs> we'll have to get together. We're going to uh, we're gonna have to do some uh, IRL type hanging out at some point. Uh, I, we're too similar not to, man. That's just all there is to it. We're to it's get- bound to happen, especially for <laughs> as often as my wife and I travel about. Because, I mean, you know, it's funny. This, 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 you know, this profession, and I'm not talking about YouTube. I'm talking about indie publishing in general, has afforded me more things than I could have ever expected. You know, you always kind of have these pipe dreams and you think to yourself, well, I'm going to make X amount of dollars per month so I can, you know, live on my own terms. Right. It finally came to us over the past, you know, year to two years. And my wife and I are kind of like, well, what do we do with it? Well, we don't want fancy cars. Right. We don't need a mansion. We don't even need a fancy house. What we like to do is travel. And that's one of the nice things is if we feel like it, we just go, hey, you want to go visit Kevin Tomlinson? Yeah. Sure. Let's just book a trip and we'll go and do that. So, for instance, next month, uh, my mother, I just said, hey, would you like us to come visit you for the holidays? She said, yeah, Sure. So, of course, we booked the flight and we're ready to go and visit my mom because yeah. why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the it, – and that's one of the things that has always appealed to me uh, and to Kara about, you know, this flexibility. Now, I'm working on getting her to be just as flexible. But, you know, we already travel quite a bit as it is. And uh, that was kind of a uh, – I don't know. It was a, it was a phase of our life that we wanted to enter into um, starting a few years back now. And it's been pretty incredible. And you gain so much from it, you know, being able to travel like that, you, you pick up on so many new things, new resources, you know, new friends, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's so interesting in the age that we're in and the technology that we have available and the instant gratification that we're allowed to. So building relationships on social media, you know, be it Facebook, be it Twitter, or even things like YouTube, it, it's just so incredible. But you can't beat meeting a person in person. And right. that's one of the things I just really love. So not too long ago, I went out to Vid Summit in Los Angeles and I got to meet many people that I had built relationships via the interwebs through video right. chats and through just you know, talking to each other. And it was so cool to be able to hug people and to be able to shake their hand and to be able to break bread with them. So it's just, there's something you just can't beat. The experience of traveling and meeting person to person and being able to kind of grow together. So, man, boy, we're already starting off into our rabbit trailing ways. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we had you on, and I'm not even going to attempt to remember any of the conversation we had before. I didn't bother going back and listening. I I wanted this to be a a fresh interview. So uh, why don't we start just by talking about, you're you're an author and a YouTube creator, but what's uh, tell me about the author side of your business at this point. 
The author side of my business, primarily I do a lot of heavy lifting in the fitness uh, genre, health, fitness, and dieting underneath the Dale L. Roberts brand. And uh, I got into this really based on just a whim, based on the challenge that was put out to me by my wellness coach at my nine to five job that I had previously had, my last job actually to be straightforward. And uh, I'd always wanted to be a writer since I was a kid, but I always thought about fiction writing, not nonfiction. Right. And this wellness coach kept challenging me, you know, uh, she would say, okay, well, you know, let's see if we can track your diet for the next month. Uh, let's see if we can get you to do a thousand squats at a time. And I, I and eventually she's like, I can't challenge you anymore. She's like, you know, what would be awesome is if you wrote a book about all the knowledge you have in health, fitness and dieting and put it out there. And I said, yeah, you know, and I think, you probably can relate to this too, Kevin, where you get to the point where you say, I'm going to write a book, right? but you just keep putting it off and you keep putting it off and you keep right. putting it off. Well, right. finally, when I get challenged and I accept the challenge, I almost get a obsessed. I become just razor focused. So yeah. I got up every morning. I think it was easily for about three months straight for about an hour to two hours at a time before my wife would even be up. It was like 4 a.m. I'd be up and I would crank out two hours of writing. I didn't know what I was doing. I was literally doing the pantser methodology, which these days I'm a plotter. And yeah. it, 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 I know it kind of sounds crazy coming from a nonfiction writing. <laughs> What's that? I don't hold it against you, man. That's, <laughs> that's, that, I'm, glad, I'm glad you don't. You know, one of my favorite writers, <laughs> Stephen King, is a pantser, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and I love his writing. But I find that... When I, I am a type of person that you got to kind of say, okay, here's what you need to do and here are the steps that you can do it in. So that way I'm staying on task. As you can already tell, and I'm, I'm sure some of your viewers can tell, <laughs> I've got some serious ADHD going on and I don't medically take care of that. So <laughs> setting things out and getting it in order in a list type fashion really helps me out. So that's why I'm a, a bit of a plotter. But the Panzer Methodology got my first book done, and as some people would say, and I believe this holds true, your first book is always your worst book. And I gotta say this, that book was awful. And for those of you that supported me and purchased the book, I wanna say thank you for indulging me and the fact that a lot of the people that actually got it overlooked the fact that, yeah, you ready for this? I didn't use an editor. It was awful, it was terrible. And uh, as soon as I did my first book with editing, I could see the huge, huge difference between yeah. a book that you just throw out on the market and a book that's actually professionally done and has an yeah. editor that will go through and correct your mistakes and tell you where you have opportunities for growth. So that's how I got into the business. And you ready for this? Folks, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't just put in your 30-day notice at your job. By the way, this was an amazing <laughs> job. It was a very, I wouldn't say cush, cush job. It wasn't an easy job by any stretch, but I got to play with seniors for a living. Yeah. I was an activities director and a, an assisted living community, and I've been doing that job for nearly 20 years. That's right, getting to play with seniors, take them out shopping, go to movies, uh, visit them room to room. There were so many things in that, that career that was amazing and that, that allowed me that. And I just said, oh, wow, well, I can sell books. Mm -hmm. I, this will support us. So I literally put my 30-day notice without any proof, real proof of concept 
and said, I'm going to become a writer. And there is the long way to kind of tell you the <laughs> Reader's Digest version of my story. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, um, yeah, that's, it's funny because as soon as you have any sort of modicum of success in this business, your first instinct is to pull up stakes and, <laughs> and hit the road basically. Um, so that's good advice really, but how did it work out? I mean, did you, uh, did you recover from your, I mean, you, you, you sort of leapt early, then you had to make oh, yeah. it work. Um, let's put it this way. I, I at least had a, um, a safety net. I had already had some savings set up. I had a 401k plan that I could use as a reserve. Um, and already my wife was out of her job and was working on a very successful Amazon FBA business where she was uh, sourcing products in different uh, physical um, stores yeah. and sending them on in there. And that was doing really well. So I just said to her, look, while we're getting me up and rolling the self-publishing industry, why don't we do this? I'll help you out part-time. I'll do all your lackey stuff. I will essentially just be your assistant. So it was actually kind of a fun business at first, but eventually it became a little tiresome because there would be days we'd be out for eight to 16 hours at a time going from store to store to store right. and sourcing these items. And in the meantime, I had to come back home and continue to try to write my next book and keep doing this. Well, as you can imagine, um, only having one book on the market, and I think I ended up trickling out one or two books thereafter in the, the year after, um, actually half year after, I think I fired off more into the second year. But in any event, um, it, it wasn't supporting us. I, and, yeah. and if I were to be very, really frank with you, uh, when it came to paychecks, I would say I was lucky if I was breaking two to $300 per month. Right. right. It was, right. it was really bad. So we got to the point of ramen noodles and frozen vegetables for every single meal. Perfect it was, you know, someone who writes about health. <laughs> right. Exactly. And that was actually, it's, it's funny. Did you talk to my wife? <laughs> she used to, you know, give me a hard time about the ramen noodles. And I was just like, what, what alternative do we have? Yeah, sure. Yeah. The Amazon FBA business was doing really well, but it was feast or famine. It's like being mm -hmm. a real estate agent. Sure. Sometimes you're going to have some great up months and then other months it's going to be down months. The problem is we weren't used to being entrepreneurs. So we were burning through money quicker then we were making it. So right. it got to the point where we kind of had to say, stop. All right. We, if we want this self publishing business to work, we want this Amazon FBA business to work. We got to start managing our finances. We got to start looking at how to better ourselves. And I think it was into 2015 when I finally just threw my hands up, I was like the self publishing business. I want to do it. I want to make it work. And this is when I had reached out to uh, Jason Brock. I found him through YouTube and have since become, you know, good close friends. But at that time, he was heading out to Chicago for a Tony Robbins uh, Unleash the Power Within a conference. And he yeah. said, who wants to meet us up here? And I'm like, yeah. So my wife and I flew out to Chicago, met him in person, and we sat with him for an entire day. And he was able to go through my catalog of books and say, okay, here's where you're going wrong, and here's your areas of improvement. And I said, I, I want you to coach me. And I literally, I just paid for him one-on-one -on -one sessions until finally he just got sick of it. And he's like, look, I like taking your money, but you know, you don't have to keep paying me, man. He's, yeah. And I asked him later, I'm like, why did you, you know, why did you do that? He's like, well, you just ended up teaching me things eventually. Right. Because once again, 
I'm an obsessive guy and this is why I do the YouTube channel and a lot of people are like, well, you're the smartest guy in self-publishing. I don't know about that. I'm just the most obsessive guy in self-publishing. I right. don't think you're going to find anybody else that is so passionate about this business and learning it and trying to perfect it and then spreading exactly what I've learned in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that and it's that and and by the way, it, the stuff that you put out there is very useful. Like I refer people to your channel quite a bit. Thank so, you. uh, it's very, you know, and, and, and that's kind of what I do. Like I find resources <laughs> and connect people to resources. So, uh, thank you for having such a valuable resource for the indie publishers out there. Well, thank, I, I appreciate it too. It's, it's funny. I think you and I function very much in the same aspect that we, get joy out of delivering great relevant content to people that are willing to learn. Right. And that's why, so I don't have an issue with networking. I've, I've introduced you to numerous mm -hmm. people and of course people to you and it's trying to grow this self publishing community. And I, I just, I believe that this business is awesome. Mm -hmm. And is it easy? No. But is it awesome? Absolutely. You know, right. anybody that wants to argue with me, hey, you're probably in the wrong business. If you don't right. think this business is awesome, you know, go ahead and I don't know, flip some burgers or you know, <laughs> heck, you know someone needs to be a greeter at the at the local Walmart. You, you know, know, not me playing down on that either. Right. And here's what's funny to me: um, even in my worst months, and and I probably I don't make quite the money I would like to make. It fluc it has fluctuated quite a bit over over the years, and yeah. uh, and right now I'm doing okay, but I'm not doing what I. I'm not, I'm not hitting the level I want. I'm working on that, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. In my worst years, I was making more than I would have made minimum wage, and I still dictated my own hours. So for yeah. me, this is the business. Like, this is the one to be in. Because it takes me spending time, like, I'll literally pick up my, my iPhone now and write what, you know, uh, a few chapters or whatever. Like, I can actually produce with nothing but this device now, right? So to me that's the sign of the, of the best of all worlds for me. Like that's the, that's the business I want to be in where I can control my own fate. You know, I might have to lower my overhead, <laughs> but it's pretty cool. Um, so, okay. You, so you do the, you, you get the books. What, what was the turning point? I mean, it was, was that your turning point when you met up with, uh, what was his name again? It was Jason Brock and uh, Jason's just a tremendous guy. He's not so much involved in the business anymore. I think that, you know, he, he just, he knows that it, it requires so much more work and I don't think it's what he's willing to invest his time in anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, and it's, I'd say that my turning point was it, it was sometime in 2015. And uh, he said to me, I think it was after the Chicago trip, we were having a one-on-one -on -one video chat and gave me exactly. I just, I said to him, look, look I, I mold me. I'm your student. I'm paying you good money to make this happen. So whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it down to the T. And I did. And there was no black hat tactics. It was really just, you know, putting your nose down to the grindstone and just getting it done. And right. he said, do this X, Y, and Z. And you will see, if you listen to me, it'll take you about six months, possibly longer. But if you really focus and you hustle hard over the next six months, you're going to get your breakthrough. You just see. And I swear to you, it was six months to the day yeah. that I had this book I put out. And oddly enough, it was a compilation of my best workouts into something called an ultimate home workout plan bundle. 
And I just bundled it together. And to be honest with you, I didn't think of this as an individual book. It was just kind of a one-off type thing. And I thought to myself, well, you know, maybe it'll bring me a little extra income. Uh I was needing a little extra scratch at that time. And boom, that thing launched up into the upper echelon. It broke into the top, you know, categories. It broke into the top best-selling categories of its kind and started hanging number one, number one, number one, number one. And I just, I was really, really happy. And I started to kind of go, wow, this is working. My email list was growing. I was starting to get, you know, reviews without having to look for them. Right. Uh, it was just, it was amazing. And I said to him, I'm like, man, I can't thank you enough. You know, you, you've, you were right. And he was like, of course I am. You know, every the <laughs> humble guy he, he was. <laughs> That's cool. So, okay, you, you've got your publishing empire on the grow. Uh, so yeah. when does YouTube start to factor in? YouTube came in after an interview with the gentleman named D1 Bainey. D1 saw some of my breakthrough success and said, uh, and he saw me doing my whole struggling and everything else. Yeah. And said, you know, I'd love to get you on my show. So you can share just a little bit of your struggles and how you had your breakthrough. And it was after that interview that some people said, why don't you have your own YouTube channel? And I was like, yeah, I should have my own YouTube channel. <laughs> because Oddly, lots of work, that's why. It, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> and and, and uh, I'll hopefully summarize that here in just a moment. Um, I had my own fitness channel. And truth be told, I feel like there is just an abundance. And I mean, just an overabundance, actually, of fitness channels and dudes not wearing their shirts and showing off their abs and you're going to be able to get like this if you just take this supplement and for some reason it just the fitness business has never resonated with me when it comes to youtube content creation and i, I still have that video channel up there but i haven't messed with it because i said you know what i could do is i could teach people exactly what or for that matter not even teach share what I've learned in the self-publishing business, because maybe there's somebody out there who's having to scarf down ramen noodles and frozen vegetables, or even worse yet, you know, right. maybe cans right. of just tuna, you know, day in and day out. And I wanted to get it to where I could get people around those pitfalls, just to avoid those potholes. Right. That way, they could really increase that. And you know, there's sometimes you'll see some of these channels that typically will give you these tips and they say, well, I'll give you the rest of the tips if you invest in my coaching. Join my course or yeah. Yeah, and you know, and, and hey, that's great. I'm glad that they do that. And I'm sure, and, you know, right now I'm in the development of doing an actual course and doing a coaching program, but I don't want the people that can't afford it to go without. Because let's just face it, I've been there, I burnt the boats a little too soon, and I got to the point where I was really fearful that if I didn't do something drastic and soon, I was gonna have to return to the nine to five job right. with my head down and really regretting that I actually didn't go all out in this business. So that's why I think I'm probably, sometimes these videos that I'm putting them out, I'm putting it out to my former self. Right, and right. That's why I'm so transparent about some of the issues. Everything from you know when I had hired a ghostwriter for a pen name, had plagiarized work, and I discovered this, and I wanted to share that because I didn't want people to go through the same issues that I did. Um, 
you know, everything from hiring on Fiverr to what are the best resources and what are the least, you know, good resources for self-publishing. So that's what drives and compels me forward. And then I started to really think about this as well. And I think you and I started kind of uh, con uh, conversing back and forth about the time that I started really going knee deep in this business. Right, right. I started focusing on really putting out great quality content and getting some other experts and people that were experienced in the self-publishing industry. So I could really increase the learning that people could get from this channel. So I can always say something, but if I bring a Kevin Tomlinson on, or if I bring a Tim Knox on, or if I bring a Carla Marie on, they're gonna bring their expertise and they're also going to bring their unique backstory that hopefully people can identify with and start to develop and grow and build their self-publishing business as time goes on. Right, right, yeah, no, that's, and that's, uh, we do have similar origin stories, I think, uh, as far as the media goes. Um, I think, uh, one of the, well, I always tell people, one of the reasons I started the Words Longer podcast was basically so that I had an excuse to talk to the people that I thought would know more than I did. <laughs> so, Good call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, that's kind of, it's kind of like a mastermind kind of thing. Yeah. Are you, um, so do you see any personal benefit coming to you uh, in your career in, uh, in having the channel and having, you know, beyond like an income stream or something like that. But like when you do talk to experts or when you go out, you're actually going out and you do like a weekly, like this week in indie publishing kind of thing. Uh, is that having a positive effect on your career? You know, it's, it's really hard to tell. Yeah. Uh, I know that some of my, my fitness brand has taken a little bit of a dip because I haven't published any new work in well over a year. Right. And that's my own fault because I've focused so much on developing this stuff. So I just try to keep things afloat for my fitness brand through Amazon marketing services and uh, Google AdWords, things like that. So I'm continuing to bring in traffic because I've got enough of a backlog that as long as I can, you know, keep throwing a log on the fire, I can probably keep going on and on. I also have a, an assistant that helps manage my uh, website as well as my email list, as well as a little bit of social media. So um, I can't really honestly tell you and for a fact if my presence on YouTube as a self-publishing um, advocate, I don't like mm. to say guru or expert because I, I'm farthest from being an expert. I think if I'm right. 20 or 30 years into this business, then you can call me an expert. But it, right now I would just say I'm a self-publishing advocate. So um, it's really tough because here on one hand, I've got a fitness brand and people can easily find it through Dale All Roberts. Okay, that's great. But there's a different audience when it comes to self-publishers. Right. And a vast majority of the people that I've met so far are fiction self-publishers, they're not thinking about, let me clean up my nutrition or let me do a great workout and get myself into great shape. Now, there is a small percentage of those people that probably are going over there. And there's also the other percentage of people that probably look at this and go, oh, what's the secret? Let me right. buy his book and I'll find out the secret. What's, what's making things work? Trust me, right. I went through that myself. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, so no, I don't think the YouTube channel does much significance as far as raising that brand awareness. If I had it to do all over again, I probably would have focused on either doing a fitness YouTube channel, 
so I could build that brand a lot quicker or build that self-publishing brand through writing, that way that would have grown bigger. I imagine in due time, I probably will produce some nonfiction books based on self-publishing and some of my experience, but it's nowhere near on my plate right now. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, and you've got all the YouTube content that you could cannibalize for, for a book to make things a little easier. I mean, you've already done True. most of the work. <laughs> yeah, actually, I have a tons of scripts. Uh, I, I very rarely script anymore. The only thing I script these days are the reviews because I want to make sure that I don't say anything improper uh, or you know misquote somebody. Right. Um, so, but for the most part, I try to close caption. Uh, and this, we're starting to go into like the YouTube territory. But I try to I hire Rev.com. That's R-E-V.com. What they'll do is with the video content, it costs about a buck per minute. They'll go in and close caption all that. And the nice thing is they provide you with what's called an SRT file, which is where all the closed captioning is at. Right. And you can literally download that and turn it into a text file and then convert that copy and paste it over into a document and create it into a book. It would just yeah. take probably quite a bit of editing, but right. there's no anyway. easy editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you're you're the second person to mention that. Uh, Joe Russo, one of the uh, uh, Joe and Kate Russo of, of We Are the Russos, uh, has yeah. been on the show a couple of times now. He actually recommended that same trick, and I, I, it's actually got me to a point where I think I might try. I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. I've got my whole audio version of the podcast, like a hundred, uh, hundred and fifty plus episodes, right? And uh, I don't have video. <laughs> for those. So I was thinking, well, maybe I could like create some sort of filler video or something, you know, that uh, plays over that. But I, I don't know why anyone would want to watch that. So I don't know what to do. But I was thinking I would do that just to grab the transcripts <laughs> to make it easy to do trans transcription. But, That's uh, so true. And, and it's, it's, it's a brilliant way to do business. I mean, because you already, you know, you had said in the interview with me on my channel, plug, plug, <laughs> that uh, you literally wrote a short story while waiting in the line of right. a roller coaster. Right. And that speaks volumes about how what you can do. Now see, unfortunately, I don't have nimble fingers, so I couldn't doesn't I, I just I'm not skilled <laughs> enough. In fact, there's a good reason why I've got a stylus and even then the stylus doesn't really do me any good. So right. what I've done actually and you'll love this is uh, there's actually the Google Voice on here. And I'll open up Google Docs on here and I will talk into it. And I literally, it's all you need to do is just get yourself trained to speaking articulate and really knowing, of course, you got to say punctuation, but knowing exactly the words and how to say them. And eventually right. when you start to edit these type of documents, you'll know, okay, when I say background, I need to make sure I really enunciate that. So that way Google Voice doesn't mess that up. But, you know, that's one of the cool ways that you can do do things and then you know the other way is just kind of like what we're saying here is record video right. or even do your audio and then just have somebody else do the closed captioning for you right. or even right. uh you know rev i know actually even does things beyond closed captioning they actually will just provide you with a full transcript because closed captioning will give you the timestamps, right. and it's actually coded for video whereas if you just want to get 
a transcript. They'll do the transcript and you can, you know, pull out all the timestamps and things like right, that. Right. So this is a, you know, cost effective way if people are kind of on the fence about, well, I don't want to mess around with Dragon Naturally Speaking, or I don't want to mess around with Google Docs with the Google right. Voice thing. You can literally just get somebody to transcribe. In fact, I've actually got a book out and it's called The Consummate Fitness Professional. I literally did that all through blog talk radio. I just was broadcasting it for a few people yeah. and I downloaded the MP3 files. I sent it over to a person on Fiverr. This has been a while. And I think all together it cost me about $35 to get the full transcript done. I went in, took a little bit of time to do some editing and bing, bang, boom. That thing pulls me in eh, a few bucks per month. Nothing big, right. nothing to write right. home about, but it's enough to say, hey, look, let's go get a couple cup of coffees uh, yeah. throughout the uh, week here. Well, I actually had pitched this idea several times to, to people over the years uh, as a content strategy. But um, if you start with video, you can, cre there's a, you can create hundreds of products uh, from video interviews, for example, which is yeah. something I had intended to do. There's some overhead involved, right? And I think now it's actually a lot easier and a lot less expensive to do this. But, you know, start by doing a whole bunch of video interviews get those transcribed, get the audio pulled from it. Now you can do uh, a YouTube channel, a podcast, audio books. Uh, you can do uh, textbooks, eBooks and print books, that sort of thing. There's just no end. You can take that information, then fold, mutilate, mix and match. You know, if I do, if I interview a hundred people and ask them a set of 20 different questions, now I've got 20 different lines of development I can follow. So if you want to put the time in, you could develop, hundreds or thousands of products from one set of interviews. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you ain't too far off the mark. And um, something to kind of maybe bring a little bit more value here to that particular, um, that particular conversation here. Um, here's the really cool thing. Let's talk Amazon for just a second. We both do know it. that they are the online juggernaut. They are an right. unstoppable force. And what Amazon wants, Amazon's going to get. Right. Um, here's the deal. We know that we can do Amazon Kindle, okay? Mm -hmm. We know that we can do KDP paperback or even CreateSpace. Mm -hmm. We know we can do things like Audible or even any of those things. So there's three different ways to self-publish your work. You right. bring up a great valid point of video. Video is very much tapped into here, but the problem that we have is it's over here on YouTube or it's over on Vimeo, or it's over on all these other different platforms. Here's the deal though, and not too many people realize over the last couple of years, Amazon snuck in something called Amazon Video Direct. Right. And here's the biggest opportunity that people have in front of them. This is how it works. It's essentially like Kindle Direct Publishing is to video. Right. It is Amazon's answer to YouTube. Mm -hmm. Here's the deal. You know how to index your stuff, okay? How to index your stuff is publish more work. You publish more work. I'm going to publish this. Dale L. Roberts brand goes up. I'm going to publish this ebook. I'm going to publish this paperback. I'm going to publish this audiobook. It's going right. to go up. Well, how else are we going to be able to do it? We can take that same brand and put video over on Amazon Video Direct. Here's the really beauty of it. And I'm going to just kind of just really summarize Amazon Video Direct. There's about four ways to get paid. You can either, people can buy your video. They can rent your video, they can watch it free with ads, or they can watch it with Amazon Prime for free. I'll kind of jump past all this stuff. Let's just look at Amazon Prime for free or even like the free with ads. Right. 
in the United States alone on .com, if somebody watches your content for every hour streamed, you get roughly 15 cents per streamed hour. Not bad, right? Mm -hmm. So if you really start to pick up and you start to do really good, this is awesome. Now, I don't want to go too far down this path. There's a good reason why I want to do this because we already know that there's three ways that we can be able to publish our books. Now we officially have a fourth way. We have a way that we can do it and it really will work in favor of the nonfiction writer. Right. Fiction, you gotta probably be a little bit more creative, be it a fireside reading of your book or even hiring an illustrator to walk through it right. um, or even just sitting down and reading your chapter. You know, the sky's the limit on this. Actually, there is no limitation. So we officially have four ways that we can do this and raise our brand on the Amazon, in the Amazon ethos and start to really grow things. And I think that's probably one of the metrics I tested out most recently about, I would say three, four months ago, I posted up a handful of videos on green smoothies that was based on my book on green smoothies. Mm -hmm. Well, would you know, I started getting more purchases across my brand. It started to raise just a little bit. That's why I said, YouTube, I don't know that was, you know, creating that because there were so many other things that were going into play right. and that has raised the brand. So hopefully, that helps you out just a little bit. And I didn't, you know, dominate conversation on this one, but Amazon video direct telling you early adopters, the people that get in now, right. In the next five to 10 years, it's going to be big right now. Amazon video direct is like the wild west was back when Kindle publishing was coming out. Right. What eight, you know, seven or eight years ago, where just pretty much everyone and their mother was putting any, they, they could smear poop on a piece of paper and then like become, you know, a 10,000 air, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that, do you think that platform is uh, friendly to this type of content? Like, you know, interview format and that sort of thing? A absolutely. A good friend of mine, Ben Gothard, actually has already published quite a few of his interviews with other entrepreneurs. So he doesn't just focus on you know, self-publishing like you and I do. Right, right. He focuses on entrepreneurial things. And what he did was he he tries to repurpose a lot of his content. He even took his interviews, turned them into book format, mm -hmm. into audiobook format, into paperback format, and then he put them over on Amazon Video Direct and onto YouTube, which is completely okay right now, according to Amazon guidelines. Mm -hmm. And the, the big catch is you have to have closed captioning, but we already kind of discussed exactly how you can be able to get closed captioning. So Ben went through and painstakingly, rather than hiring out Rev, or any other service, I think he went through and actually did the closed captioning through the YouTube's automated um, closed captioning and then just went in and made corrections. Now, mind yeah. you, some of these interviews were about a half hour to an hour long, Right. Um, but he uploaded it. Now, I've never asked him financially how he's doing for it because that's just kind of an awkward thing. Like, hey, you know, how much money are you making from that? Right. But it is definitely a great idea, um, you know, to break ground over there. And early adopters, I'm, I'm saying right now, early adopters are going to be handsomely rewarded over the next five years because Amazon's serious. If they want to have competition against YouTube, they're going to do it. They went and bought Twitch for yeah. a ridiculous amount of money for a good reason. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is just the early signs of what they're going to do with Twitch to adopt it into their full system. And I think Amazon Video Direct is going to have some kind of hand in on the overall growth of the 
the relationship between Twitch and Amazon. That's pretty awesome. All right. Well, something to watch anyway. I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll be checking it out. And uh, I kind of knew that was going to happen eventually. You know, I mean, Amazon had a, a video market of sorts. And so you're, I think you're going to start seeing some interesting things happen. Uh, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're sort of also following some of Netflix's model of encouraging people to go out and create original programming and, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next few years. Uh, yeah. All right, man. I uh, we're, we're at the end of time now, uh, which is uh, <laughs> remarkable. But uh, I, I do appreciate you taking the time to come back on, man. I know uh, this is round two for us, but maybe I can save that uh, original interview and make that some bonus content. <laughs> Excellent. We'll that sounds we'll good. See. All right, man. Uh, everybody else, uh, thank you for uh, hanging out with us. And uh, definitely check out Dale. Where can people find you and your work? Uh, people can find me at selfpublishingwithdale.com or you can even go to YouTube and you just search up Self Publishing with Dale and you'll be able to see my pretty little mug against like a yellowish type background. Make sure you click that subscribe and turn your notifications on to get all my latest videos. I feel like I'm recording a video right now. There you are. There you are. <laughs> I was about to say, man, that's, that has the, that has the intonation of something that has been well rehearsed. And so, <laughs> yes, uh, so you wake I, me up out of dead sleep and I'm just like, don't forget to hit the thumbs up. And like, exactly. my wife's like, what are you doing? <laughs> all right, everybody, you'll find links to that and uh, more in the show notes, of course. And uh, if you're on YouTube, well, I mean, you know, go, go immediately immediately and find Dale's channel. Uh, and you can, uh, by the way, subscribe and like this channel, hit the little bell icon as well. Just throw that out there. Uh, if you're listening to us in audio, uh, you're missing out. You need to go check out the YouTube channel. Uh, go, go see our beautiful mugs. But at any rate, you're probably hearing the groovy bridge music right now. You may dance in the place at will. Uh, I'll see you on the other side with some uh, housekeeping other notes. And thank you so much. Love each and every one of you. See you next time. All right, that was my interview with Dale Roberts. I hope you got a lot out of that. I did myself. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, it's an interesting, it's interesting, the community that has grown up around uh, indie publishing. Um, there are all these people out there just creating content and tools and resources. Um, and it's how you get companies like Draft Digital or, you know, Damon Courtney's uh, Book Funnel or, um, you know, Johnny Andrews, uh, author of platform rocket, you get, you get these cool, uh, businesses that grow up around this industry. Um, but the odd thing about these businesses is that almost everyone I know who started something like this has done it, not just for profit, although profit is there. Um, they are looking for revenue streams. They are looking for fame, riches, and glory, of course, but they're also out helping the indie authors. And I, I just, that's, as an indie author, I appreciate that they're there. And uh, frankly, I know how much work goes into this stuff. Um, they deserve the money they get. I mean, there are certainly those out there that are going to take advantage and try to uh, swindle people or whatever. In my experience, they don't last very long in this community. Some of them stick around. Some of them, some of them somehow gain a foothold and they never quite let go. Uh, but you know, the savvy indie publishers that I know, and I know a lot of them, they, they spot this stuff and then they, they go out and they talk about it. Um, they say such and such company ripped me off. Such and such company took advantage of me. Um, and, uh, you know, be, you know, author beware. Um, and then there are those I've, we've actually encountered. There's a, there is a guy out there, uh, 
kind of uh, every time he sees a post from us, he he writes crooks and swindlers and that sort of thing on uh, the draft to digital feed on Twitter, um, which I don't respond to because why should we? Uh, you will have to be the judge yourselves, honestly. If if you don't like something we've done, we will gladly do everything we can to make things right. But we have rules, and the uh, sales channels that we deal with have rules. And if you are going to violate the rules, then uh, you got to deal with the consequences. I live in a world where uh, you can literally do anything you want, absolutely anything you want, as long as you're willing to live with the consequences of, of your actions. So um, do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> do what you gotta do, um, and uh, you know I also live in a, a world where uh, the best things that that come your way come because you care about everyone around you, you care about your community, you care about your fellow uh, your fellow man, your fellow woman, and you take care of each other. Uh, that Zig Ziglar principle, which you've heard me say so often, you can probably repeat it right alongside me. But you get you can have anything you want out of life if you're willing to help enough other people get what they want. And that's what Dale Roberts and uh, and Johnny Andrews and Damon Courtney and Tim Knox and a whole bunch of other guys out there, Mark Dawson, that's what they're out there doing. They're they are giving, 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 knowing that they're going to receive something in return. Um, I see that myself. I was talking to Dale after our interview, and I said, you know. Here's a here's some trouble I'm having. My books do well. Um, the thrillers are doing well, but it is a new genre for me, so I'm essentially starting over. I I kind of closed the doors on um, the platform I had built with my science fiction and fantasy, and I I opened new doors for the uh, thrillers, and um, there is some growth there, but it's it's taking time, right? Um, and I'm not making the kind of income on book sales that I was making before. Which is fine as well. Uh, what's also happened is my income uh, dropped slightly because I closed down my copywriting business. And draft to digital um, has been great for helping me kind of keep the, keep the doors open, food on the table, and that sort of thing. And as, my, as, as I try new things. So I've been very blessed in that um, I have this great company that's allowed me personally to shift directions in, in my career. Uh, take on a whole new path, take on a whole new philosophy about uh, about my career and my work, uh, try something new and, and see it through to the end, see if it's going to succeed. Um, and, and frankly, I have the resources to, to help it succeed. So uh, for me, draft to digital has been this tremendous blessing. Um, you know, I, I make no secret that I'm a Christian. And I, I believe God does these these things, puts these things in our lives, the resources and opportunities in our lives. If we are looking for them, which is, that's a scriptural thing, look and you will find, you know, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. Uh, if you're looking out, out for those opportunities, uh, they come your way. That's the way I live. That's the way I believe. Um, and, you know, our concept of the golden rule is also something we get from, from Christ in the Bible, which is to do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Um, you live this way, whether you're a believer or not, I'm telling you, good things come your way. Um, incredible things, incredible opportunities you never dreamt of. I am, uh, my books do not sell at the level I want them to yet. But they have been steadily growing to that level since I since I shifted gears and started writing thrillers uh, as my mainstay genre, and they've gotten that way 
not because of any fancy marketing tricks, not because of Facebook ads. I barely run Facebook ads. I barely run any ads. <laughs> All the growth that has happened in my uh, writing career right now has come from uh, this this keeping my eyes open for opportunities, helping other people as much as I can, uh, going out and finding, you know, learning and growing as an as a, uh, author, but, but being a resource myself. So... If you're out there struggling, um, that's that's my best advice for you is to start looking at how you can contribute to the success of others and success and opportunities will open up for you. So there you go. Um, and some people may not think that way, may not believe that way, and I completely understand. You're, you're welcome to, to offer a counterpoint um, and I'm willing to discuss it. <laughs> so make sure you're reaching out to me. Okay. Um, announcements and updates. We are uh, trucking along on the. It's just one thing at a time with the uh, Wordslinger podcast uh, redo. I'm uh, I'm having to transfer everything over manually, as you may have uh, may know from uh, following other episodes. Um, and also, we went on vacation for a while, so that that delayed. I've been traveling a lot with conferences. Kara and I actually went on vacation to Colorado Springs um, last week. Uh, spent a week just kind of tooling around. We found a lovely little suburb of Denver, I guess, or it's on the outskirts of Denver uh, called Lone Tree, which um, we were not looking for, but was a beautiful place. I, I we really were intrigued by it. Uh, it's kind of an urban feel. It's right there on the uh, you can get on the Metro Light Rail. Light Rail, by the way, something I <laughs> I took as a sign because of my Citadel series, um, but. Uh, you know, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. We, we've always loved Denver. Uh, we've always loved uh, Colorado, rather. And uh, Denver is a city. It's like Houston. You know, it's it's got its ups and downs. It's got its its scene, and it's got its you know, its downside or whatever. Uh, Colorado Springs, same way. Um, beautiful area, region surrounding it. We I spent a day writing at the Broadmoor Hotel, which is a. Anytime we're in Colorado Springs, we spend at least one day at the Broadmoor. Um, if you've never been. Take, you know, take the opportunity. It's well worth it. It's beautifully kept grounds. Um, the uh, the hotel itself is cool. I wrote in the hotel bar for a couple of hours, and it's literally called the hotel bar. <laughs> so go find that place. Uh, we ate at the, uh, oh gosh, what is it? The something bee, uh, golden bee. We ate the golden bee. Um, we ate lunch there. They throw little bee stickers at you uh, that stick to your clothes. Um it's better than it sounds. <laughs> so, but anyway, we, we um, and we did that. We had we did a whole bunch of other things, and of course, I hung out with my good friend uh, Nick Thacker. Um, we uh, we spent a day together and uh, you know had dinner together and that sort of thing. And that that was um, one of the highlights of the trip as well. So, uh, but you know, Kara's got family in Colorado. I've I've got some connections in Colorado. We've always just loved it there. So, um. That's not so much an announcement as a recap, of course. Uh, coming up, I've got, I will be, I think I've mentioned this before. I Well, first, I'll be in Oklahoma City uh, for the Christmas, um, close to Christmas. I'll be in Oklahoma City around the 17th, like the week prior. Um, and uh, Karen and I are going to kind of make a, a, an event of it. I'm, ostensibly, I'm there to uh, hang out with draft to digital uh, for our Christmas party, for uh, just to kind of catch up. Yeah, I haven't been there in a, in a few months now. Um, 
because of all the conferences and that sort of thing. So there'll be some working in there. Uh, but if you want to uh, meet up, if you happen to be in the Colorado, oh no, I've got Colorado Springs in the brain. If you happen to be in the Oklahoma City uh, area and you want to get together for dinner or um, otherwise just kind of hang out and chat, just let me know. I'm, uh, uh, there will be some evenings in there when, I'll, when I will be solo. And uh, we'll all, I'm always looking for something to do <laughs> that isn't just sitting around the hotel room. Uh, now, come weekend uh, there, my wife's going to be there, and, uh, well, all bets are off at that point. <laughs> uh, beyond that, um, you know, we got the Christmas holidays and everything coming up. Nothing super fancy planned, but I do have an event coming up in January um, where I'll be in San Francisco for uh, a few days. Um uh, Trying to get my wife to join me on that one as well, because that'd be a nice, you know, over the weekend to be a nice little break. Um, but other than that, uh, no major events coming up uh, on the horizon. Uh, uh, but I'm happy to. I'm going to be doing quite a few interviews and talks and chats online, so you'll want to make sure you ch- tune in for that. Uh, answering mostly questions about Amazon, etc. So that's pretty much what's going on in the word slinger world right now. And uh, I'm trucking along in the the latest book. Uh, it's called The Girl in the Mayan Tomb, and I think you're going to dig it. I've uh, kind of backtracked a little to add in some new scenes, new chapters that I feel flesh things out a little more. Uh, this one's taking a little longer than usual, but it's also, I think, going to be a longer book than usual. Um, I'm kind of experimenting. You know me. I'm experimenting, finding new ways to do some things, playing around with some things. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes out of it. I'm, I'm excited about this book. I'm very excited about it. I'm, I can't wait to release it. The cover looks amazing. Uh, I'll do a public cover reveal as I get closer. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy this one. So <laughs> if you haven't already, go pick up my uh, my other thrillers. Uh, I'm staring at a stack of all of them right now. I bought copies of each of the three uh, full-length books to uh, to have. Uh, I was, I was going to take them with me to Colorado Springs, but they got delayed. <laughs> and so they got delivered after the trip. Um but uh, pick up the Quello Medallion, uh, the Atlantis Riddle, and the Devil's Interval on Amazon right now on ebook, uh, or you can pick up the print editions as well. So check them out. Uh, leave me some reviews. I hope you dig it. But beyond that, we are past the hour mark, and I want to make sure you uh, get on to a happy, safe, healthy weekend. God bless each and every one of you. I, I love all of you. I hope you're. I hope you are having the best success in both personal life and career. Uh, for any of the authors in the crowd, um, keep going. It's worth it's worth every minute you spend on the page. Uh, and uh, if I can help in any way, let me take care of yourselves out there. I'll see you next time.